I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Mary Kiernan and Jennifer Tenekin, and we're going to talk about the film Hearts of Glass. I heard giggling. You didn't know the name of my show? <laughs> I, I, even though I did know it, I giggled anyway. I'm, I, I have the uh, sense of humor of a 10-year-old. So, oh, yeah. it's perfect. I've always <laughs> No, I'm with that. you. It makes me giggle, too. It's a great name. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to ask how the two of you came together to create this film. That was all uh, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm the, um, I'm the director and producer of Hearts of Glass, and we completed the film and did our sort of initial um, film festivals in 2019. And then we aired on public television stations across the U.S. last year. Um, we sort of had a tie-in with the 30th anniversary of the ADA. And we realized that the film was really resonating with um, a broad spectrum of folks and that educational institutions were a great way for us to reach out and engage with the next generation who are involved in uh, food production, sustainability, uh, disability inclusion, social entrepreneurship. So I actually relentlessly pursued Mary at Syracuse, <laughs> telling her that this way we had pivoted from doing live events to virtual events and uh, seeing if this would be something of interest for her. So I'll let Mary take it from there. Okay. So the email comes through from my director, you know, this is coming through, is anybody interested? And Jen had sent uh, more than the trailer, you sent the whole video. So I just watched it and I was eight minutes in getting teary-eyed. So I watched the rest of it. And then I said, of course, we, yes, we're interested. What's going on with this? And then who will take it up? And if, now everybody's busy. So it's like, I will take it up. I just felt really strongly about it because I have in my career, which has been around a few years in my career in food service, always worked with people with a variety of disabilities, mm -hmm. but never in the way Hearts of Glass was presenting it never in a way that it could be done yes you know so it was just I just very it's important to me and I had been working with inclusive you at the university um, because I work in the kitchens commercial kitchens and those are fun classes for everybody to take so we'd been seeing this program I didn't realize our inclusive you program is only five years old um, I didn't know that. yeah and then Jennifer came back with Oh, I've reached out to these people too. So my first goal as it's how I operate is let me see if I can get the money first and then we'll go from there. And you know, it's, it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of effort. And I just started to reach out to people and not one constituent that was on our list said no. So we got it secured and we just went forward. The film is amazing. It's outstanding. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a real honor, I think, to be able to collaborate with Syracuse because um, they are such leaders in inclusion. They really do set the bar very high. And it was great. I think Mary appreciated it as well, sort of having um, the infrastructure to make the screening as accessible as possible, to make the conversation as accessible as possible. Things that we don't always consider, um, right. you know, if we don't have a disability. And this is just a way of raising awareness. And um, I think 
reinforcing how important access is and that it really is, um, we should, you know, we all should have the right to that kind of access and to be included in all aspects of, of life. Yes. And it's so, it's a perfect uh, example of how other businesses should treat people, how they should include and speak to and teach and be patient, the whole nine yards, how they should treat other people. Yeah, I say, I'm, I'm reluctant to call anything perfect just because um, I'm a pragmatist and I'm sure there are certain things that, you know, and everyone has a different perception of what perfect is and every person with and without a disability probably yeah. wants to be treated in a slightly different way. So, um, but I do, I do agree with you that, you know, for a lot of people, this is the first time they might see what supported employment looks like where yeah. there, there is a job support support whose uh, role it is to help the person uh, or assist or the person with a disability to master their job and then eventually take themselves out of the equation or be there to <clears throat> assist in pushing to higher levels. So I think one thing that Vertical Harvest has been really great about is giving people opportunities to grow um, you know, in their positions or learn transferable skills that they might then take to another business. They're not assuming that everyone who comes in wants to work in a vertical farm for the rest of their days sure. kind of thing. Sure. No, that's what I loved about it. I mean, just the patience and the time to spend with people that perhaps they wouldn't have the opportunity to learn how to answer a phone, to mm. learn how to speak to a customer, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a good lesson in patience for everyone. And yeah, 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 I, I, ag I agree with that 100%. I think it's a good lesson for all of us to take that step back. You know, we learn to take a deep breath when we're angry at something, you know, count to 10, do all that. Well, why don't we do that as we're learning to help one another? I mean, and I just think there can just in general be more kindness extended to one another. And let's look for what we can do yes. versus what we can't do. Sure. Yeah, I think that's something and, and probably Janine, you can speak to this is, you know, when when parents um, early on, you know, dealing with health professionals and a child with a disability, I'm sure they're bombarded by all the things professionals are telling them that their child won't be able to do. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, turning that perspective into putting ability to work, high expectations, you know, I mean, we all know whether we have a disability or not, uh, I think our success often depends on our infrastructures of support, right? Oh, and yeah. setting, setting people up for success. And I, I think, again, one of the powerful things and the powerful thing about the conversation touching on sustainability, so economic sustainability, environmental sustainability, social sustainability with a business like this that is a, a for-profit business, is um, realizing that supporting um, a marginalized, uh, underemployed uh, 
community is not only benefiting them, but is benefiting the employer, is benefiting the community at large. Uh, It gets people off, you know, some of the social uh, net systems, you know, where people can be more independent. Uh, I think it's probably more economically beneficial in a lot of ways in the end. Um, So I think that those are all things to consider. Like it's, it's great to do certain things because they're the right thing to do. But I think, Often in a business context, you also want to make the point that it is the economically sound thing to do, whether you're looking at, you know, the number of consumers who are people with disabilities or the number of consumers now who take into account uh, a business's, um, you know, corporate social responsibility kind of flow. Right. So give the listeners a sense, a synopsis of the film. Okay. So, uh, Hearts of Glass is a story of the first 15 months of a very uh, innovative hydroponic farm in Jackson, Wyoming, Um, and it follows five main characters uh, through the first 15 months of the business, um, showing people inside and outside of the business and, you know, really touches on disability inclusion, uh, sustainable local food production, innovation, and social entrepreneurship. I loved it. I mean, I, I had to rewatch certain parts of it. I thought, um, do you have an audience in mind for this? Because I feel like it's all ages. Yes. So, um, I think one of the challenges with the film is, you know, I mean, whatever you're selling, right. You want to find out who your audience is and, um, clearly the disability community is, Mm -hmm. uh, is a primary audience, but I think the, um, the opportunity here with the film is because it touches on other topics, because it's not just a film about disability. It's about a, you know, community impact business. It's about sustainable food production, a public private partnership. It's got a lot of different um, aspects to it. And I think that allows us to reach a broader audience. So, um, you know, it's not just continually, um, you know, preaching to the converted who already know that people with disabilities have capabilities and skills and can contribute and should be treated as equals and all of those things. So we've been, you know, we've had really enthusiastic reactions from uh, groups that I didn't really think about initially when we were doing film festivals. So Master Gardeners love this film. I believe it. Yeah. and, uh, and then, you know, we were under the auspices of our slow food chapter here in Jackson through production and, and post-production. Uh, it's been a little harder to engage uh, some of the foodie folks. So that's been a little bit of a moving target, but um, we've had a lot of uh, success with reaching out to land-grant universities. Again, this sort of academic, I think it, it really, because it's interdisciplinary, because you know, it is not super complex content. I believe sort of middle school through, um, you know, university would work. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, having the ag departments come to us, be really, being really excited about it and then engaging, um, you know, psychology and social work and education. That's, that's been refreshing. That's amazing. Yeah, I found that watching the people that work there, watching them interact and, you know, trying to coach and mentor, they were incredible people. 
Uh, the, the people working as supporter in yes. the business of vertical harvest. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, that can be a benefit for a small community. I'm sure Mary has had similar situations in kitchens, probably where, you know, it does feel like a family. Uh, and I, I, I suspect that kitchens are probably as high stress as growing food, if not more stressful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, I think Vertical Harvest was lucky in that the third co-founder, Caroline Croft Este, who is shown in the film as the human resource director, mm-hmm. she came in from a background in, um, in, in being a, a service provider. And, um, and many of the folks who work at the greenhouse either did work as service providers or through their interaction with coworkers with disabilities then chose to um, pick up work, um, you know, being a provider. So it, it's, it's had a, a great kind of um, reciprocal effect. And just last week, Mary, it was shown at Syracuse. Correct, correct. And I think, um, one of the one of the pieces that stood out to me, um, as far as the mission of Vertical Harvest, and very important, is that employing in this fashion was part of the mission from the beginning. Mm. It wasn't let's build this, let's get making money, you know, let's look at all our numbers and all our financial statements first, and then let's add that later. It is such a part of the mission and the starting point, and I think that is speaks volumes to the success and if you noticed as you watched the film not once did it back up and talk about issues with that structure of employment they had issues with the plants and the humidity and you know other things but not with that piece and I think that's really important going forward I'm really I'm really super excited to see the growth as Vertical Harvest goes to Maine. I'm really excited about that because I know the area pretty well. And, you know, there's a couple other locations to see this model recreated elsewhere. Um, I'm teaching a sustainable food enterprises class right now. And the scope of what the students are learning of how do you fix, how do you fix all this? You know, when you open up those 17 sustainable development goals from the UN, it's Mm -hmm absolutely overwhelming it is yeah but if you can pick one piece you know and I was trying to explain to the students to us we look at it like well does it really matter and I there's an old story about a little girl and a starfish she keeps throwing them back in the ocean and her grandpa's like well that doesn't make it it makes a difference to that one Mm -hmm. you know this makes a difference to this community it's going to make a difference to the next community and the next community. And you know what? We only have the time here that we have. So right. you keep so what trying. What can we do now? Exactly. So Jen, exactly. how does that feel to hear that? Well, I mean, it's sort of a dream come true. I mean, I, I, I was told initially by some folks who I reached out to that I either had to make a film about disability or about an innovative business, and I couldn't do both. Mm. And I, I decided that that wasn't right, and I was going to do what I wanted to do. Oh yeah, well I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, well I'll show. You. Well, yeah. So you know, I mean, to me, the best use of this film 
is as a catalyst for these kind of conversations and to get people motivated. I mean, we all know like this last year has just kicked the blank out of everybody. <laughs> yes. And um, and it's just nice to have um, something that's uplifting yet realistic. I mean, there are ups and downs and, you know, I mean, it's not a Pollyanna kind of perspective, but, um, but we can make a difference. And, um, you know, and I, I, there's so many great things and interesting, um, you know, innovative perspectives to addressing social environment and environmental issues out there that it's great to have this film kind of be a, a, a jumping off point for community conversations. Because I think as an independent filmmaker, I mean, I couldn't be more pleased with Vertical Harvest's success and the way they're replicating, but my goals as a filmmaker in sharing this story are probably a little bit more general in, um, in that I don't think people have to create you know, this kind of business to uh, foster an inclusive corporate culture. Um, you know, you don't have to start right. this kind of business to become more sustainable, um, those kind of things. So I think, you know, in the conversations that we, in the virtual events, when we do them, and, and as we did with Syracuse, it was very important to have someone who's involved in the sustainability on campus be a part of that conversation as well as someone from inclusive you who could talk about I mean it was so cool to know that you know they're they're doing raised bed gardens and they're producing all this food for the college community and um, I didn't know that that's fantastic yeah, yeah. and a, a lot of that's uh, you know fairly new in the last five or ten years um, but part some part of how some of that comes about is why do we even have this need on our college campus? You know, we have a food pantry. That's a whole nother conversation and, and, you know, a whole nother area where work needs to be done that, you know, we had this pantry and then they started talking about the garden and well, what if the garden could fill the pantry too, so that they weren't just getting all of that processed food. Right. You know, so one one little solution can create other solutions elsewhere too. And it also keeps opening up that picture of how much there is to solve, how much there yeah. is to make better. Um, yeah. yeah, and we're a B campus too now. Oh, you are? Yes, yes. Very cool. Yeah. It, it is amazing though. I mean, I was never a gardener growing up. I used to think, oh, it's so boring. And <laughs> I, I took, I built raised, uh, raised boxes, planter boxes. And I actually tried, um, I, I grew, I didn't try, I successfully grew butternut squash for the first time. So just taking old seeds, throwing it in, going, wait a minute, look at this, it exploded in butternut squash. But there's something about that process, um, that experience, and I'm sure for a younger student, that's lifelong and you can apply that to something else. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on the gardening. I tried to fall in love with it because my father loved it. And, uh, you know, it's too hot, too sweaty, like, you know, all these things, there's bugs and snakes and things, but throw some seeds in the ground. Somebody at the university once said, nobody's throwing seeds in the ground. Try that. Thanks. So we put our vegetables right next to flour, whatever. If it grows great, we bless it. We talk to it when we walk by and hope for the best and turn on the hose. And yeah, it's, it's really kind of neat. Yeah. And it's funny because the, generation of students coming through when you say oh you know I grew this you did what you know yeah exactly. throw us try it throw some seeds in the ground sure and then they actually start eating it 
Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is amazing. What else would you like people to know about the film, Jen? Um, let's see. Well, I, I certainly like people to know that, you know, the, the kind of things that we've done as with Syracuse and the, the virtual events, we're really excited about diving into those uh, this year. So, you know, if people would like to um, share the film with their community, um, there's a virtual event page on the website where they can get some information. Um, but just that, you know, we're, we're absolutely thrilled with, um, you know, bringing together really a diverse spectrum of viewers to watch it and bring their perspectives into a Q&A with us as we, as we talk about it. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, tremendous to be able to update people on what's going on since the film is very much this snapshot in time of the beginning of the business and, and so much has changed. So we really appreciate that. Um, when was it shot? Uh, it was shot uh, 2016 and 2017. Okay. And then editing and post-production for, I forget, six, six months, nine months. And then, then we started entering it into film festivals and doing conferences and things like that. And you got into quite a few festivals, I see. We did. We did. We uh, we were surprised, uh, pleasantly surprised. We were in a number of really well-regarded, um, just sort of general film festivals, uh, a few that were specifically for documentaries, and then some that were even more narrow in that they were disability-focused film festivals. So, yeah, we were happy. <laughs> Can I ask Jen a question? Of course. Is that, so is that process for you much like your process of bringing it to a college campus? No. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I guess yes and no. I mean, film festivals for the, for the uninitiated, for the non-independent filmmakers, <laughs> film film festivals are great. There there are only three film festivals that anybody knows and that technically count in the larger world, right? So it's. Um, uh, Tribeca and um, Sundance and another one. Cannes, and, the Call My the, Agent one in France. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, there, there are only a couple. And film festivals are great, but they, they definitely, they, they don't normally represent much economic benefit for independent filmmakers. We pay to be a part of those film festivals. Okay. Um, so it's great because you're testing out your film on audiences and, you know, when we could travel and, and see live reactions in a film, in a theater, that was great. Um, but there are only so many of those that you need. And I think as, as, um, you know, people have pivoted to doing more virtual stuff as a result of the pandemic and independent film distribution has, um, evolved, um, you know, I really see it having a much bigger impact by me really um, seeking out folks I know can get something out of this. I mean, I love the festival thing and it's great, but um, to me, there's nothing better than, you know, finding a super engaged college or university or uh, government agency or non or for-profit that wants to bring this to their stakeholders and have a really meaningful conversation. So, um, yeah, they're all, they're all part of the puzzle. But after you get, you know, a few laurels, which officially means that your film was good. Right. <laughs> you can move on. 
Got it. I know it's so funny how it works. I'm a I'm a writer as well. I've written yeah. scripts, and you get that laurel, and you're on cloud nine. But at the end of the day, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything no. economically. And as an artist, you have to make money. And you know, I mean, right. what I loved about also about working with Mary is you know, I mean, we charge a fee for this and we provide a service and, you know, there's, I can't tell you a surprising number of, of large academic institutions that we've gone to who are seemingly well-financed uh, seem to have a weird expectation that this is something we would give away for free. So thank you for not expecting that. <laughs> you're, well, you're welcome. And at one point somebody said to me, oh, well, that's kind of expensive. And then I was looking at a couple other things they're bringing onto campus. I'm like, no, it's not. No, plus. Think, think about but, what goes into it. No, it's not. And then in retrospect, too, if you had to travel and get your panel here, no, this is a bargain. Just, all right, you get out of my way so <laughs> that I can go down this avenue for the people who are saying yes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, the pleasure of working with me is, is priceless <laughs> in exactly. and of itself. Of you should have added a zero. <laughs> 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 to be your manager. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't have a manager. <laughs> you know, I think about the impact of um, my daughter studying to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And she's taking a disabilities class. And I think about the impact on people that are studying to become teachers that want to go into this field. And seeing this film, this is tremendous. Yeah. So one thing I, you know, and, and we're doing, we're doing some local screenings here in Jackson, we found, um, or the greater Teton community, we've uh, found some donors who want to underwrite the gift of screening kits for um, middle and high schools, both public and private in, in this region. And my you know, goal would be that all teachers see this film. It's not just, we don't just want the special education teachers to see the film. I mean, obviously, and that's great, but I think it, it again, presents this opportunity for a broader understanding that disability is simply um, part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that inclusion uh, is really important and, um, separate but equal hardly ever works uh, and really is not the way to go. Um, so yeah, I, I love that you think that and uh, you know, my, I would love to get it to as many teachers who would like to see it as possible. That's me. Well, if there's anything I can do, let me know. Okay. All right. We'll do. You'll rue those words, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find out more about you in the film? Um, do you want me to give you a link that people can go to? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Should I send it to you? Well, just um, shout it out right now because it's shout it out right now. Okay. And then send it to me and I'll make sure it's on my uh, blog because I'm pretty sure it's on there. Okay. It's, it would be, uh, yeah, let me just get you. Hold on. I'm, Cause I've got the blog up. Let me make sure I have the right one. And I have the trailer as well. Yeah. The trailer is on this, um, on, on this link. So it's uh, www.heartsofglassfilm.com okay. backslash organize hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen event backslash. Yeah. Yeah. And I also have your social tags, uh, Facebook. And I thought you were going to say social security number. I was like, <laughs> damn you. Yes, I've got that too. I did a full check. Um, okay, so your Instagram and Facebook are Hearts of Glass Film and Twitter, Hearts of Glass Film. Uh, Twitter is Hearts Glass Film. Oh, Hearts Glass Film. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yep. 
Well, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Congratulations. And Mary, this has been wonderful. Yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks for reaching yeah. out. Yeah, thanks for doing this. We appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah.